Chao. What do you want? In a podcast to you. Gotta talk about Giallo movies just for you. The only thing I'd like, I'd really like, is to meet you face to face. It'll happen sooner or later, but you'll have to recognize us. Thanks. However, you disappoint me, duck. You throw a challenge my way. I almost forgot the most important part. We go by Creep, Creeperson, and Chris. And this is Chow Chow Chow. Got it. The harbor, a phone booth sitting right near Pier 11. I'll get out the APB. Move, you bastard. So before you even say chow chow and start the introduction, chow chow um, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how many episodes it was ago that I came in and said, "Hey now," and you started singing that exact same song. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> That's happened before. Yes. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You started singing "Don't Dream It's Over" by whoever that is, and when I say "Hey now," it's because hey, I was, uh, <laughs> that was like. What was the um, what was the thing we did last podcast? Every time I said something, you said something from Dirty Dancing. Oh shit! Yes, yes. Mickey. When you said Sylvia, <laughs> Sylvia, have you watched Dirty Dancing yet? No, uh-uh. you're such a loser. <laughs> I carried a watermelon. <laughs> so yeah, that when I say "Hey now," it's because hey now. <laughs> I can't I'm, I can't help it. I listen to a lot of Howard Stern, so and he says "Hey now" all the time. So oh. Yeah, hey I, just, I have like a photographic memory of shit 80s, like, what would you call that? Like mom rock? Yeah. Yeah. Like, high, like high waist mom jeans rock. Like Eddie Rabbit and Hollow Notes and. Oh, Eddie Rabbit. Stuff like that. I love a rainy night. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. You're bringing the show down, bro. <laughs> I want everyone to comment who knows that I love a rainy night song because that was a long time ago. But Eddie it Rabbit was, did it something was a, with a couple octaves higher, I think. 
Oh yeah, sure. Of yeah. Well, I'm not. You know, my my range has gotten lousy. Do you want to say chow chow? Go ahead. Again? Well, you never said hey and welcome. You know, that chow chow, everybody, <laughs> and welcome to this very different and original Jalo Chow Chow, where Chris and I are not going to just talk about a film. We're going to watch a film and talk about it while we watch it, while Chris drinks a beer. Did, did you ever see the TV version of Stephen King's The Stand? It was like a six-hour no. something or other. Well, anyway, there's a scene with um, Molly Ringwald, who's in, the, who's in it. Oh, my God, I have to watch it now. Molly Ringwald. I used to carve her initials into trees. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably as much information as you want to give at this point. I don't know. Um, there's a scene in there where she's sitting with this other guy, and like the plague has already hit, and a lot of people have died already, and she decides she wants to put a record on because she wants to like distract herself from how bad everything is, and it's that song. So that's every time you sing that, or if I hear it, I just remember that that movie. Whenever you say Molly Ringwald, I picture Judd Nelson looking up her skirt and right. club. <laughs> Dude, Is that Barry was like probably yeah. one of my first uh, moments. <laughs> hey, ciao, anyway. ciao, everybody! All right, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> So we um, we decided because I had watched this film for the first time about three weeks ago, and we were supposed to cover it, and then things got crazy, and uh, for me, and then we had to postpone. So um, because I'm not fresh on the movie, I said, "Hey, why don't we do commentary this time?" It's a special episode. It's episode sixty nine. Boom. And uh, we said that you Sex. know. As it's a, as it's, because it's a 69 episode, we're going to do something with Edwidge. That's what we said last time. So, um, so here we are. Here um, it is. Do you want to, um, do you want to, uh, kind of fill us in? Who's Phyllis? Do you want to, uh, get us up to speed? <laughs> That's so good. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> do bring you, us up to speed on this movie. No, do you want to bring us up to speed on Matt Wall rights? Because hey, you, oh, need, shit. you need to plug some stuff, don't you? Yeah. Um you just outed me. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. Um I'm going by my my birth name from now on. Because I got tired of juggling stuff and I got tired of um doing stuff like strictly for money and having it like kill my soul so um i'm gonna be doing uh, my serials on there and i don't know if i'm gonna be doing them daily or weekly but um i don't know it's just like a cleansing cool something to just make my writing more cleansed good i and feel more, dirty the more you write the better you write so i mean that's kind of the way it goes Mm-hmm. I mean, do you, do you notice this? Because this happens to me. I don't know if it happens to you, but I'll you know I'll get inspired to start some sort of a writing project, um, or maybe a blog or something, and then you know I'll post say five or six times to it, and then I'll forget all about it, and it'll just kind of like shallow score. 
It'll just go away. The Jallo score I have spent. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. F you, F you, F you. No. no um, yeah, I know what you're talking about, though. Like, especially um, with me, it's like, because when I first started writing, I did like pantsing where like I wouldn't have an outline. I would just have an idea and I would just write until I got to the end. Right. Um, but that has its own problems. So I started plotting a lot. And now if I plot too much, I almost like don't want to write it because I spent like months plotting. So like the whole story is played out in my head mm. and I'm like, okay, well it's done. Right, but you haven't written a word. Yeah. So, but yeah, so there's like little in-betweens. Yeah, so so you're planning to post to this new blog um, on a regular basis then? Yeah, like daily. Um, Like all my shit, like Black Star Canyon and um, the new stuff I'm doing and all the old stuff I've done, like do like daily chapters Oh, cool. Um, so it's like more of a consistent thing for me and everybody. When you do daily chapters, you actually write the chapter for the first time that day? I did that when I originally did Lives of Love and Hate, which was a 30-day daily serial. Right. And that got really stressful. So now I'm trying to get like with the new stuff, like at least a month ahead. Right. Um, but like a lot of the stuff I'm going to be putting up there, I is I I wrote a long ass time ago, so okay. it's not gonna be killing me. But yeah, like all the new stuff is going to be like that. It's be staged out, ready to go. Yeah, that's cool. So what are you up to? Well, um, kudos to that, and good luck, and we'll be be following you. Um, What am I up to? Well, let's see. Uh, I hold here. I don't know if uh, what what people do on the West Coast when they drink beer, but over here in Philadelphia area, we have these things called growlers. Have you ever heard of this? Yeah, it's when you take a bad shit. No, that's not what it is. Oh, that's what it is on the West Coast. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know why they call them growlers, but they are <laughs> these um, containers. They're either uh, – th- this is a plastic one, um, but they're either glass or plastic, and they're airtight. And what you do is you go to a place, either a bar that sells a beer by the growler or like a specialty beer store, and they'll just fill it up from the tap, like the kegs, um, for a certain price so that you can get like – you know, real fresh from the keg beer in one of these one of these bottles, and as long as you don't crack the uh, the seal, it stays good for probably like two weeks. Um, so I bought two of these uh, a couple days ago. Um, this one is called Space Juice. It's from Long Trail Brewing, and it is a double IPA, and um, it's very good. I think it's I think it's from Long Trail Brewing. Let's see. Space Juice IPA. I mean, we're live. We might as well. That also sounds like taking a bad dump. Space Juice or Long yeah. Trail? Both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So everybody I've never heard of that. That's crazy. So you never heard of Growlers or that mm-hmm. whole thing? Okay. That's wild. Well, um, yeah, Long Trail Brewing Company. They're from Vermont, 
and space juice. It's pretty. It's pretty delicious, actually. It's not. Um, it's not that uh, punishing for a beer that's like eight and a half percent alcohol. So, like, you could normally, if it's eight and a half percent, you're gonna taste it. But this is pretty mellow. So, cheers to everyone. I have um, a thirty-two ouncer. So, between now and the end of the movie, we'll see what's left. Yeah, I'm drinking Perrier because I'm a girl. Ah, you know, from France. <laughs> a girl from France with um, hairy armpits. Other than that, I uh, I just got uh, hooked up with a new bunch of musician uh, friends. Um, that's that has a that have a blues band and they were looking for a second guitar player vocalist so oh, wow. I had an audition with them on Wednesday and then they were like yeah we we like you we want you to play in our band so um, it's a local thing obviously it's no big deal um, but I've always wanted to play in a blues band I've played in so many bands my whole life um, ever since high school and it's been mostly like cover bands or heavy metal bands or original bands that were weird and the blues band would be like was like my dream because it's just easy and fun yeah and so um i start up with them, uh, after the holidays like january is our first gig so oh nice i'm looking forward to it they're called lincoln highway blues and they're called Lincoln Highway Blues because the guy who started the band, he lives about two blocks from a road called Lincoln Highway. So, um, and it's not a highway at all. It's like, well, I mean, maybe it was a highway back when they named it. Because uh, I live in a town that is pre-revolutionary war settlement area. Oh, so wow. It's been around since like uh, 17, I don't know. When, when was the Revolutionary War? Before 1776, right? Yeah. So it was before that. <clears throat> but, you know, Philadelphia is pretty close there, so that's kind of why. Yeah. Well, that's so, rad, dude. Yeah, but other than that, I've been playing some World of Warcraft. Um, not much else. Um, listen to some listen Look at to this. music. Look at this fucking asshole. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> dog on the shoulder yeah I have a parrot dog uh, earlier today he fucking I was doing a video for, on YouTube and he fucking turned it off while I was recording asshole. he just jumped up on me and like hit the computer that's awesome they want bones oh. okay we're gonna have to go do this um, I've actually been thinking about doing another Creeperson album Mm. Um, because I've been doing a lot of um, recording by myself like tracking and all that shit and I haven't done Creeperson in forever because um, Gary who was the guitar player and engineer <clears throat> um he like disappeared and I oh. have no idea where he is. Um, then I read something where someone with his name is dead. Like they died and there was an obituary and I don't know if it was him 
and I don't have like a house number or nothing for him. Wow. And so who fucking knows, dude? Mm. So <clears throat> anyway, um, Gary, if you're alive and you're listening, fucking get in touch with me or else I'm doing a Creepersen album without you. <laughs> there you go. You've been warned, Gary. <laughs> yeah. It's just as good as putting an ad in the paper saying I want a divorce. <laughs> so, but today is Jason's birthday. So happy. Oh, birthday. hey, that's right. Hey, Jason. And Sanders Keel as well as Jason are both watching top sensation right now. And <laughs> Sanders are. says he is so sick of hearing the name Tony. So now we'll see how many times the name Tony is spoken. Where are you seeing this? Is it on our page? No, we've just been messaging on Facebook. Oh, oh, I see. Got it. Yeah. Oh, yes. And so, yeah, the last thing I see on our, our page is that you, one of your favorite giallos, uh, the Seven Bloodstained Orchids, is going to be on Blu-ray. So that's nice. Cool. Well, you don't like that one, remember? I was being sarcastic. No, I know. It's yeah. it's my least... I hate that fucking guy. What's you don't his like, name? Uh, Antonio Sabato. God, he's so fucking wood. He's like, hey, I'm acting in a movie. Check me out. Okay, I'm Yeah. He's so bad. His uh, son was on some soap opera, I think. Yeah, Sabato Jr. Yep. Antonio. So you want to introduce our film for the evening? Yeah, um, this movie is a proto-everything (laughs) Um, it's barely a shallow, uh, it's basically an erotic sex romp, um, (laughs) which includes bestiality (laughs) and, um, trying to rape people with mental retardations, um, (laughs) until about two thirds of the way through. And then it becomes kind of jolly. Right. Um, but there's a bunch of hot chicks in it. Um, there's a goat going down on a lady. Um, <laughs> it really has everything you want in a Saturday night spank bank flick. So <laughs> that's why we're here. Well, you know, it's funny. I was just thinking about this. Like, the, If we decide to do another one of these live commentaries, we should pick a, a jolly or jalo that neither of us have ever watched before. Because that way it'll be like everything that happens is either a surprise. Because imagine if you were watching this the first time ever and you got to that goat scene. Like, dude, seriously, when I first got to that goat scene, I watched it like eight times. (laughs) (laughs) The first time I was like, what did I just watch? Let me rewind this. And isn't the guy like, if I remember correctly, he's like, encouraging her he's doing that yeah. whole he's doing that whole like photo photographer you know work the camera thing yeah right? work it baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well without further ado we should probably just start it yeah this so are we weird. gonna do a countdown here yes okay so for all of you watching at home i'm sure there's a link somewhere that tells you which one we're watching yeah, we should we should we should just say that real quick because there's a bunch of these on YouTube. Um, so if you want to watch along with us and listen to us, act like um, Mystery Science Theater uh, rejects for the next hour and a half. 
Um, there's two different YouTube versions of this that aren't good, and there is one that is good. Uh, the one that is good looks like it came from the most recent uh, Shameless uh, release. I don't know if that was a Blu-ray or just a DVD, but um, the version that we watch is one hour and 29 minutes and nine seconds. And Mine says 10 seconds. 10 seconds, okay. And then um, it has three audio tracks. I don't know on YouTube if you can switch the audio tracks, but uh, on the copy that I have, there's... Um, Let's see. There is Italian, German, and English. So uh, make sure you have the right version, or else um, you might not be watching the right thing with us. So, <laughs> hey Fred, fuck off! I'm gonna watch a movie now. Okay. <laughs> hey everybody, it's Chris. I just wanted to break in and interrupt the fun to explain how the rest of this episode will work. For those of you who have already watched Top Sensation, <clears throat> with or without our brilliant commentary and want to skip to the normal critique of the film, just keep this episode playing. But if you're interested in participating in the commentary, there are two options for you. If you are a member of our Facebook group, that's the Jalo Chow Chow Facebook group, there's a link to the dual screen commentary pinned to the top of the page. If you're not a member of our group, you can still find it on YouTube by searching for Jalo Chow Chow Top Sensation. That's C-I-A-O, in case you're wondering. Uh, but anyway, you really should think about joining our Facebook group. It's a lot of fun. The other option is to download the supplemental audio for this podcast's episode and sync it up with your own version of the film. Now, if you don't have a copy, uh, we use the version on YouTube that was uploaded by Mondo Mania in August of this year, August of 2017. The running time is 1 hour, 29 minutes, and 10 seconds, just to uh, timestamp it. There are a few other versions of the film on YouTube. They're all bad. Uh, this is the best one by far. Um, whatever route you decide to go in, uh, just pause this episode here. Well, not right here. Please wait until I'm done talking. God's sakes. Uh, and then, you know, come back when you're done and listen to the rest of our drivel. I'm sure you'll find it entertaining. Uh, so that's that. Okay, lots of options. Probably too many, if I'm being honest. But anyway, let us know how you like this whole commentary idea. Um... It was a, a spur-of-the-moment idea that we had for this particular episode. But if you like it, we'll keep doing it, because it was obviously fun, and I got kind of drunk. So, anyway, ciao-ciao. So there's, so there's Top Sensation. Yeah. And I still think we should start referring to this film as The Seducers, because or I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't care what definition you give me of top of top sensation. It doesn't mean anything to me when I watch this movie. So I know. Um, well, here's what I was gonna. Here's what I was gonna say. There was another title on Wikipedia that was like something something seducers. Top sensation seducers. Uh, no, I don't think so. So here's what I was gonna say earlier. Okay. So you know how. We just watched this movie, but we kind of really didn't watch it. We watched it, and you know we already knew what was going to happen, so there were, there was that. But yeah, um, we watched it kind of like the people who watched it in the theater. Like I can I can understand why these movies are paced and written the way that they are because again, if we go back to you know, if you go back to the very, be very beginning of this podcast where we talked about kind of the, 
the, the set and uh, situation of the time period when these films came out, uh, it was the lower class of people, not lower class like, you know, that they're, they're not nice. I'm just saying that a lower economic class of people um, who I guess at the time period, you know, they didn't have TVs yet and they needed to get out of their house every once in a while. So they would go down to the, to the movie theater that was in town and these films would be on screen. And a lot of times, you know, you'd go there and you'd maybe walk in and, you know, three quarters of the movie were over already, or at least half was over. And you'd wait and you'd watch the beginning part after the end part was over. Um, they, apparently they stopped doing that after Hitchcock put Psycho out, but for the most part, that's the way it used to be. Um, but anyway, you know, you go in and you're watching this movie, but you're kind of talking and you're, you know, you, you, you run into people that you know from the neighborhood and you sit and you talk and you have something to drink, you have something to eat. And this movie is on the whole time. And every once yeah. in a while you stop and you're like, okay, let me take a look at what's going on on the screen here because there's, you know, a murder going <clears throat> or there's this weird suspenseful sequence going on or there's a naked girl on the screen. So let's pay attention. And yeah. that's kind of what we just did. Yeah, and when they're having long, shitty talks that have nothing to do with the movie, that's when everyone gets up and goes to the bathroom. Right, and, I mean, and and gets again, another beer. like we said, the directors had to fill at least an hour and 15 minutes, right? So yeah, that's really cool. But yeah, there's definitely, like, I wish they would have cut out a lot of the stuff with the sun and had him just kill everybody. Yeah. Like, that would have been funner to see. Well, but, I wonder, too, I mean, the other thing about this film is, um, you know, it gets, it kind of gets lumped in as a kind of fringe giallo, but that's probably mainly because of Edwidge. You know, you've got this, sexy, yeah. it's, you've got a sexy thriller with, a couple of weird plot twists at the end and Edwidge. But like, that's the whole deal, right? Like, well, like, I guess like, let's get out the score. Oh man. So, so when you do a film from 1968, <clears throat> you have to remember that, um, you know, blood and black lace, I think blood and black lace had already come out, right? Yeah. Blood and black lace was out, but not um, bird. No, a couple of the Lindsay flicks with uh, that blonde chick. But they kind of followed the same pattern. Right? Carol Baker. Like, yeah. Those films were like, okay, mostly it's just kind of this weird thing where people there are might be like out, one death. And they're torturing each other in a weird kind of psychological way. And then at yeah. the end, things like, you know, start to happen. Yeah. Um, all right, so you want to try to score this? Yeah, I've never Because I have a feeling this is going to get a higher score than we think it should. Um, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt okay, it. right now, I think it'll be over 60. No way. No way in hell. <laughs> there's, there's no way this movie can be over 60. I know my site. Okay, let's see. All right, so I'm going to take... Um, 
<laughs> I haven't even put the, I haven't even put this film on the Giallo score yet, so I'm going to take a different film and rescore it just for this. Okay, so uh, tell me about the director of this film. Was he Italian? Um, yeah, his name's like Adama Pia something. Let me open IMDb. This is nineteen sixty nine. Okay. Oh my gosh, live scoring. Top sensation, also known as swinging young seductresses. Seductresses, that's it. Seductresses is a 1969 Italian erotic drama film co written and directed by Ottavio Alessi. Okay, well, let's call him Italian. Yeah. Not, not the profile, but okay. Uh, hidden identity, no. Black gloves, no. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, yeah, okay. No no hidden identity. Because, no I mean, up, up until the time when Farm Girl gets killed, we don't even think that there's anything really wrong going on here other than, like, a sex, sexy thriller. Well, the – what's her name? Paola and Aldo are trying to figure out how to get this oil money out of money. Okay. All right, well, That's we'll, we'll, big. we'll be able to check that off. Yeah. So, there's no hidden identity, really, because there's that, that really applies to like a slasher, multiple murder type thing. No black gloves, no amateur detective, not within the 1970 to 1975 period. Okay. Motivation, we're going to just give it motivation, blackmail, monetary gain, right? Yeah. That's, that's the guy. So um, the killer does not avoid capture either by death or suicide or killed by a police or other character because there's no person in the film that's going to apprehend because like who is the killer oh shit is there a killer and who is it it's the it's tony he's the killer it's tony but also paola why is it paola because she oh because she shot the gun yeah, she killed the husband. Okay, here's the thing. In Italy, it came out in 69, but in USA, it came out in 70, and in West Germany, it came out in 71. Yeah. So, are you still... Yes, what, a... it came out in 69 in, in <laughs> what country? Italy. Right, exactly. So there you okay, go. okay, okay. So, um... So there's it says this... it was made in Italy. So the so we have an avoid capture topic or or you know uh, scoring item, and nobody avoids or they all avoid capture, but they yeah. don't avoid capture by accidental death or suicide, or killed by police or other character. So we can't mm -hmm. check either of those off. Now the director, does I'm looking he, him up right now to see what else he's done. What has he got? What has he got? Um. Ooh, I don't know what that is, but it looks delicious. Um, let me see here. He did a couple Emmanuel films. <laughs> Emmanuel in Bangkok. That's what she said. Um, oh, Emmanuel in America. I thought that was a... Uh, nude Odyssey. Yeah, so he's like a sex guy. Oh, wait, no, that's that's just writing. Let's see what his directorial credits are. Whatever happened to Baby Toto? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. 
Oh, it's a comedy. God damn it. Okay, you win. Again. <laughs> okay, so no Jalos to his name. Um, now, there's no body cam. Well, the body cam is two. Right? Three. What's the, who's the third? The mom. The mom? Oh, the yeah, mom, okay. The husband, right. the wife, and all then right. all of the goats. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there wasn't any flashbacks. Um, now, we assume that the, the location is not Italian. Well, it says Italy on IMDb. Yeah, but why would they have a flag of Panama? I don't know. Why is the sky blue? Because <laughs> if it were green, we wouldn't know where to stop mowing. Oh, snap. That, that's from Night Court. Did you ever see Night Court sitcom? I didn't tell you, dude. I saw fucking <laughs> Bull in town here. No kidding. Richard Mall or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's he's giant and he's like old and he's got varicose <laughs> veins all over his legs. He was wearing little shorts. Oh my god! But um, yeah, dude, I couldn't believe it. I was like trying to follow him around and get a selfie with him in the background. <laughs> a little quicker than me. How tall is he? He's fucking super tall, dude. Like seven foot or something. I don't know if he's seven foot, but he made me look like a little girl. So right. I didn't really like that very much all right so i'm not doing an italian location um mistaken identity that did whatever happen. helps you sleep more in. oh here you go more than one killer or accomplice okay i'll give you a check yeah. that. uh none of those guys did the soundtrack nude scene more than one nude scene okay oh, yeah. uh there were no suspects because we weren't we didn't know what to be suspicious of and we right? knew who was doing the killing from the beginning right okay so and it was not an urban location we don't have an airplane taking off or landing we don't have animal number color or death in the title we don't have a funeral we don't have a bathtub murder we have a funeral we have a dynamite funeral get out of here dude. <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ uh, I'll, give, I'll even give you that point go ahead i'll give you a 10 funeral uh car or motorcycle racing there's a, is there a there's car racing where in his room <laughs> okay fine <laughs> yes you're right you're right you're right chasing was there a chasing um was anybody chasing anybody else i know they were trying to find tony but they weren't chasing him anywhere tony was running away from everybody for no, nobody was chasing him. no no one was chasing him so was there a comic relief wait character? there was there was a chasing the husband was in his little rowboat trying to catch the fucking the yacht all right yeah he kept like flooring it and he's like hey hey you're right you're right i'll give it to you yes was there was there any character that served as comic relief? Him, not, not intentionally. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess he was comic relief. Or the goat. Death from falling. There was no death from falling. Was there any dolls or dummies? I don't think so. No, gay lesbian. We can check that one off for sure. Boom. Uh, foreigner. Was there a foreigner? Somebody from Nah. Well, they were all, they were all of them foreigners. Yeah, that really doesn't. We can't apply that one at all. 
that, if, you, if you can't apply that, then you have to say that this movie took place in Italy. But you, you know what I say, though? That particular rule needs to be evaluated for its inclusion within the Giallo score in general. Because... Do a lot of movies not get it? Yeah, a lot of movies don't get it, and it's because it's a very specific... Argento um, thing. Well, no, it's not even Argento. It's... it's well, uh, and name another. I guess you have to name another film that's not Argento where this happens. But the main character who is trying to figure out who the murderer is is not from the country where the murders are happening. That's yeah, what that's, eyeball. That's yeah. what that's supposed to mean. Okay. Yeah. No J and B. No. No odd clues. Now, when I say odd clues, it's kind of like the the case of the scorpion's tail. There was a there was a cufflink. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't have any of that. Pathologist, a peeping Tom. Oh, peeping Tom, for sure. We have peeping Tom. Yeah. Um, photography, glamour, modeling. Yep. No priest. Um, pseudoscience. Was there any pseudoscience in this film? Not really. Well, if you think that if they could get him laid, he'll become a man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's still pseudoscience today. That hasn't that hasn't changed. People still think that that's true. Okay, okay. Um, nobody was trying to prove their innocence. There was no psychologist. There were no spiral stairs. There wasn't a killer calling and taunting people over the phone or with letters. And there wasn't any weird visual visual misinterpretation. No. Okay, so let me go back over this again. Right. Okay, so you ready for the score? I am. And, and what do you think it is? Well, I thought it was going to be over 60 before, but now I'm going to guess 48. It's got a 33. Oh, man. Is that the worst? Uh, no, I don't think so. Wait. I think Death Laid an Egg was pretty bad. Oh, man. I got to go back to the site. Hang on. Actors. God damn it. <laughs> the lowest scoring film is Stage Fright with a 21. Ooh. And then yeah. Frenzy, Alfred Hitchcock's Frenzy got a 30. And then one of my favorite films, Bizarre from 1987, got a 36. Oh, wait, I'm reading this off the... I'm reading this off the site. Bizarre. A complete mess of a film <laughs> that merges 1980s soap opera narrative with softcore porn and horrible saxophone music. Oh, man. It's exactly <laughs> what it is. Oh, my God. Look at that poster you have for it. <clears throat> That's an awful poster. Now, don't forget, um, we have Lenzies, A Quiet Place to Kill, Death Laid an Egg, Footprints on the Moon, The Killer uh, Must Kill Again, The Two Faces of Fear, The Bat, and So Sweet, So Perverse, all under 50 points. So yeah. this film is in decent company. And I have to say that um, also we have some films that were never scored. Um, I know we did My Bloody Valentine. Remember when we did the... Uh, yeah. The '80s um, influenced by uh, '80s slasher. Yeah, yeah happy yeah. birthday to me and um, my bloody Valentine. My bloody Valentine got like a forty-one. 
And happy birthday to me. Got better than that. What did it get? 65. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah. So, anyway. Wow. God, Iguana with the Tongue of Fire, 92. Yeah, that one did well. <clears throat> um, so, there it is, top sensation. Ladies and gentlemen, epic. a 33 on the Jalo score and a 300,000 million on the titillation score. And oh, my God, I almost had coffee come out my nose. Oh, that's awesome. So here we go. I wanted to show you. Um, are, you are you done with your uh, growler? Here's my growler. Are you ready? There's <laughs> like uh, a quarter of an ounce of beer left. So it's all gone. But nice. you know what? It was really good. And uh, I needed that. I haven't had uh, a decent amount of alcohol in a while. Good. And I'm feeling good. And it's only 11.41 my time. So wow, I, you could have like eight more beers and watch a dirty movie. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, it's funny. And and I don't want to forget to talk about The Shining because I have to talk about The Shining. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but last night, um, my son was finally old enough by my standards to watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. So okay. I had been talking to him about watching Raiders of the Lost Ark for ages. And... Um, we finally sat down to watch it last night because um, my daughter decided that she was going to watch the My Little Pony movie, which was good, but not as good as Raiders of the Lost Ark. So um, I went to go watch it, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. I don't have it on DVD, and I just made this assumption that I could go onto one of the thousands of stupid you know, internet TV channels and find it. Well, it's not so easy to find that one. Um, there was a couple of services that had it to rent for $5 for the HD version. Ugh. Um, and I ended up finding it on Hulu. And so Hulu gave me a one month free trial. Hulu's pretty cool. Yeah. And I started looking through all of the, um, shows on there and, um, they have Alfred Hitchcock presents, they have the twilight zone, they have night gallery, they have outer limits. So they all still have of dark shadows, all of those old school, like you know, horror slash sci fi anthology uh, shows. Yeah. What was the What was the one you just said? Dark shadows. Um. Yeah, I think so. I watched all of Dark Shadows on there. They don't have like the first seventy episodes though. But Dark Shadows isn't. Yeah. Okay. That's an old. It's show. a vampire soap opera. Oh, okay, got it. That's right. So fun. So Hulu is like I said. I, I I'm not. I'm on the fence still whether I need to spend an extra eight dollars a month for Hulu. Pay the extra four bucks so you don't have to watch commercials. 
Yeah, but like, like, that's okay. I don't serious, mind the commercials. No, you don't mind it now, but when you see the same fucking ad 90 fucking times in a row, <laughs> you're going to want to kill somebody. But that's going to be the like, time I'm when I... Not even, you cannot get up and do anything in 20 that'll seconds. That'll be the time where I grab my phone and I just let, you know, play around right, there dude, for a minute. Let's talk about this in two months and you tell me <laughs> if you're going to kill somebody. <laughs> I had Hulu for like a year and a half and then they like they're like hey you could get it with no commercials and i'm like sign me the fuck up <laughs> i did see the same furniture black friday sale ad about five times today we were watching uh the adams family you gotta oh, be God. careful with that so did you end up seeing the movie which movie the raiders of the lost ark yeah 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 and it was did great like I, never, I never watched it in high def and you know it's funny because you know my son is going to be nine. Okay, so I still at nine you kind of, like I remember when Raiders of the Lost Ark came out. It was nineteen eighty one, and I was nine. So I'm like, oh, that's really ironic. So here he is. He's nine, and he's going to watch it for the first time. And I'm telling you, the difference in the way that the culture is now compared to what it was in nineteen eighty one. Well, first of all, everybody. Like when you're even if you're only nine years old, you can tell bad CGI. Like yeah. when I was nine, I didn't, I couldn't figure that out. Um, and the other thing is, like you've seen so many different things. When I was a kid, Raiders of the Lost Ark was in the movie theater for at least eight months, and ET was in the movie theater, and Back to the Future Part One was in the movie theater for like almost a year straight, and that was like yeah. movie movie theaters had three films at the most and, and that was it so nowadays kids they just they digest more media and more material on a f more frequent basis than we ever did so i remember going to see raiders of the lost ark maybe four or five times in the theater because it was out for so long and et i saw like six or seven times Anyway, um, we got to the scene where they bring the Ark to this weird island in Greece and they're going to take the lid off and uh, Belloc is dressed up in his uh, some sort of Jewish ritual outfit and they take the lid off and right before the scene starts, I turn to my son and I'm like, this last scene is a little scary. I just want to let you know, like, it's, you know, because I don't know, like, I don't know what his what his benchmark is. Like, I don't know yeah. when, when he gets scared and when he doesn't get scared. Right. So I remember the end scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark being scary as hell. Like it kept me up like the whole deal with the ghosts flying around and it was an angel. And then all of a sudden it turned into this skeleton thing. And then yeah. everybody melts and the one guy explodes. Spoiler. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rosebud was the sled, everyone. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, anyway, uh, so I was warning him for that. And I don't know for the three scenes where the German guy, his face melts, but it gets sucked in really fast. Yeah, it's awesome. And the Chinese guy or Japanese guy, we think he's Japanese because the Germans and the Japanese were on the same side, right? Yeah. So we think he's Japanese. His face melts, but it melts kind of in a slow fashion and his head like tilts to the side and then belloc the guy who was helping them get the ark he just explodes in a pile of blood and guts 
And those were the three scenes that freaked me out probably the most. Um, and I don't know what happened. Like he watched it and I remember him saying like he saw the one face melt and he was like, whoa. But I mean, I don't think it hit him or like stuck with him like it yeah. did with him when I saw it. The one thing that I pointed out to him was the, the scene where Indy, um, he gets thrown through the windshield of the truck and then he falls down the grill in the front of the truck. And then he finds a way to hold on to the piping and the, and the, the, the undercarriage of the truck yeah. so that he can slide around the back and come out with his whip tied to the end of it. So he, and drags himself along in the sand. And I was trying to explain to my son, I'm like, dude, that's a real person that did that. Like that's a real stunt man that re that you know that that floated on his back under a car. Like it's no, there's no CGI there. People actually you know had to risk their lives to do these stunts for for the camera. I said it's not the guy who's playing Indiana Jones; it's some other guy. But still. So anyway, um, yeah, we did get to watch the movie. It was fun, and he, I, I know he liked it because. There's, what's not to like about that film, especially the beginning yeah. with, the, with, the, with the little statue and the giant marble that comes rolling down. And the cool, I, the, I think the coolest part about that film is how they figured out how to, the Japanese guy got the imprint of the, the, the gem with the crystal in it on his hand. And so he only it's used Japanese. The, we said, we said Japanese, right? We agreed on that. Well, you just said it, and I just said, yeah. <laughs> so he comes, and he's trying to get the, he's trying to get the gem, or the whatever that thing, the medallion, right, yeah. with the red crystal in it, and it's got writing on it that tells you how high to make the stick to bring to the map room, but they don't realize that there's two sides to the amulet, and the other side of the amulet says to take one thing away, which means that the the stick needs to be shortened after you measure it and i just thought that part of the of the story was really really cool like the idea that you know that guy came and he burned his hand and he brought the information to the nazis but meanwhile on the real medallion they figured out that the germans were digging in the wrong place and so they could go out to this spot you know where nobody was paying attention and actually get the real arc and of course you know it gets intercepted, obviously, but it's just a great movie, my God. But speaking of great movies, um, so Halloween Night, this this is interesting. I know we're going, I mean, I don't know. We've already watched a full feature film. and we've We should probably do the movie as one podcast, and <laughs> our banter is another one. Well, that's not, that's not bad. So we have the intro, yeah. we have the film, and then we have the, the follow-up. Yeah. That's not bad. I mean, as long as you don't need to stop. No, hit it. What's up? Yeah. Anyway, so, <laughs> so um, it was Halloween night, and I think I found out about this on Halloween night, or maybe the day before. For some strange reason, they were doing. I don't know if you've seen these Fathom events. Yeah. Um. So every once in a while, they'll do some sort of off-the-wall movie in the movie theaters, something that hasn't been shown in the theaters for a long time or maybe never was. Maybe it's like an opera or maybe it's somebody's concert, like a Grateful Dead concert. So, And every once in a while, they'll do like old movies. So I went and looked. 
And for some strange reason, I looked up The Shining. Oh, I know what it was. I know exactly what it was. It was Halloween, and I did this thing on Facebook where I said, everybody give me your top five list of the most your favorite horror movies. Um, and The Shining is almost inevitably in every one of everybody's top five. Yeah, it's so fucking good. Um, so I said, let me look this up. So I look it up. I, I type in The Shining into Google, and I see Showtimes, King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, 6.15, 8 o'clock, and 10 o'clock, or something like that. I'm like, wait a minute. And King of Prussia is about a 20-minute drive from my house. So I'm like, wait a minute. It's showing tonight? And then I sat back for a minute, and I took it all in. I'm like, I'm going to go drive and see The Shining on the big screen on Halloween. Like, that couldn't get, like, any better. And it was so spontaneous that I found out about it that day. Um, so I left work at you know when work was over i went home and i took my kids trick-or-treating and we went through the candy and everything and they went to bed and i left and i went to the movie and i'm telling you man i don't know if you've ever seen that film on the big screen um no it's fucking epic it's unbelievable there are so many things and and i don't know what i don't know what your take on this is there's a lot of people nowadays who believe that if you have a phone and you hold the phone, you know, within six inches from your face, you can see all of the same detail in a film that you could see on the big screen if you sat 30 feet away from the big screen. Um, I don't think that's really true because I'm telling you, I saw stuff on that screen from The Shining, and I've seen The Shining probably a million times. Um, and I, you know, it's not even an exaggeration. Uh, <laughs> Um, but I saw that it was like the, the, the beginning part of the film where, um, the helicopter is, you know, doing those shots yeah. while, while Jack Torrance is driving his, his, his yellow, um, Volkswagen bug up the mountain trail. And they play that really, um, gloomy and bird soul. What's that song? That brooding classical stuff. Yeah. It's so scary, dude. Just, and like, you know, you're looking at it. If they turn the sound down, you'd be like, wow, what a gorgeous, you know, beautiful, serene helicopter ride, you know, over the mountains. But mm -hmm. you put that music in and, and they, I think in the background, they have like the like kind of um, sound effect. But anyway, um, I, yeah, I was blown away. I, I loved seeing it on the big screen. There were so many pieces of visual information on the screen that I never noticed before. And I, I, um, I was blown away. I watched and it. I'm the sure the, the sound. The sound was, it was, it was great. It was great. Yeah. They did the sound really, I mean, I don't know if they remastered it from the original, but I remember being pretty young whenever The Shining came out. I don't know, 1980 maybe? Um, so I was like seven or eight. And I remember seeing an article in the newspaper where they were doing a feature on the film, and they said, you know, this was one of the first movies where the steady cam was used. And, you know, the scene where Danny is riding his um, big wheel through the through yeah. the hotel. And then later on, the scene where Jack is um, chasing Danny around in the snow inside the maze. Um, but uh, when I got home, 
that night and maybe for the next two for the next two days there's a uh, a documentary um and it's called room 287 or uh, 237 two, room 237 it's a documentary yeah. have you seen it yeah and it's nuts dude i mean it's so far out as far as what some of the theories that these people have about the film but the thing that i really liked about it was this one person took the time to figure out that the way that the, the the hotel is laid out is completely impossible. Yeah. That is bizarre as shit. Dude. Yeah. It's really cool. <laughs> um, there's actually, if you, if you go on YouTube, there um, are other documentaries um, about yeah. the shining. I saw but, one other one. I don't know if you saw this one, but there was one where the guy makes the case that Jack was sexually abusing Danny. And there's clues everywhere in the film that put that. Oh no, I haven't seen that one. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's a pretty convincing case. I mean, no, I mean every single theory that's in room two thirty seven or whatever, like every theory in that film, there's like at least five hour long documentaries about that one theory. Right. Like so many about like the, Apollo missions. And, oh yeah. Um, let's see. I don't know. I thought that was a good one. What that one was good, and the one about the you know. So there was the one about um, the Apollo, you know, faking the moon landing film. Yeah, that was my favorite one. Did um, you see this? Have you ever seen this? That's the picture at the end. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's framed above my desk. Oh, that, oh, that! I thought you were showing me like your monitor that you have that picture in your house. Yeah, it's, oh, I'm that's cool. Right right yeah. That's great. I always try to find. Um, I've never been able to find like a really good one, but um, like who the people are in this right. picture, like in the real picture, because there's some like politicians and celebrities and shit in there. Oh, like real one? Um, yeah. But, like, there was one site I actually had, like, every face had a number, and it said who the people were. Oh, cool. But I haven't been able to find that since I found it the first time. But, um, yeah, if anyone knows where that is, please send it to me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and I like that one of the things I liked about the documentary was that they they made an effort to, to point out that, like, Stephen King's version of the book the Volkswagen Beetle was red. Yeah, and they had and, it crushed under a fucking truck. That's the part I love that. <laughs> and like, and you, know, you would never notice it because I remember watching the film. Like, when I watched it on the big screen, I'm, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember. You know, Scatman Crothers is driving this uh, snowcat. Yeah. Oh, no, he's not even driving this. At this point, he's driving his regular car. Yeah. And there's like a tractor trailer accident. And I'm like, wow, they must have had a huge budget to like crash these two cars on this, on the road and film it. And paying no real attention to the fact that there's a red beetle that's crashed underneath the truck. And um, you know, it's supposed to be a big like F U to Stephen King, like from Kubrick saying, Hey, I'm gonna do what I want. I don't care. Well, um, there's also other things like the TV that they're watching doesn't have a cord, it's not plugged into anything. Right. And when they're talking, when Jack's talking to his wife, um, 
the chair behind him keeps disappearing. Yeah, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. You know, the, like just the shit that they like go into detail about. And yes, Stanley Kubrick was a fucking stickler to detail. Right. So you have to think that there has to be some kind of meaning behind some of this shit. Like everything from the brand of the typewriter to um oh yeah that's true the brand of the typewriter was related to like the holocaust or something right yeah it's just like ridiculous dude yeah i mean there's a point where that documentary gets a little out of control and you're like for fuck's sake but the 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 impossible window is like my favorite oh the impossible window is great the thing the thing that i kind of like i lost interest in was the one guy who was talking about how the film was about uh, a commentary on the slaughtering of the native americans yeah um you know there's so many references to indians and then there's that can of something in the pantry yeah and I've, i don't even know what it is a can of i can't remember but there's an indian on the front or the american native american on the front and then they that that image in that can shows up over and over again and and it's tilted in different ways or it's turned in different ways and that's why you know that's that's there's symbolism behind all that, I, you know. That Have was, you watched any videos about um, what comes out of the elevator with the blood? I remember them talking about it a little bit, but dude, there are some videos that like go like frame by frame. Oh, I don't think there's anything there, but like people have all sorts of theories about that, what the thing in the blood is. That, that was always such an uh, a memorable and iconic scene when I was growing up and watching that film and watching yeah. it over and over. I mean, I must have, when I first discovered that film and it was way after it got onto VHS, um, I must have watched it like 10 times in a row um, because I was like, wow, now I get it. Like I never got to see this film before. And I had seen this movie. I don't know if you ever saw it. It was called Terror in the Isles. Nuh-uh. Uh it was a documentary of horror movies that went into the that was in the theaters and they just did little scenes from the exorcist dressed to kill american werewolf in london that sort of thing halloween and um and this film but of course you know the scenes that they show are um you know Jack chasing Wendy up the stairs with his bat and then Jack chasing Wendy into the bathroom with his axe and saying, here's Johnny. So that's all I knew about the film. I knew, I knew about Jack Nicholson and him sticking his head in and saying, here's Johnny. Like, cause that was the thing that made all the newscasts and stuff. Yeah. But I didn't know anything about the movie at all. And the thing, you know, the first time I saw the twins that like freaked me out because you didn't know that that was coming at all. But um, I mean the carpet in that movie yeah, like every fucking rug, every fuck. Oh my god, it's like Look, a carpet and, wet dream. And there's a scene where um, somebody throws the ball to Danny when he's playing uh, with his trucks on the carpet, and the, the the ball comes rolling out to him. Yeah, and that's and, it, and it's supposed to be like the fucking launch pad, and then he rises up and he's wearing the Apollo sweater. Yeah, right. Yep, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like, you could go crazy trying to fucking piece that fucking movie together. There's 
on my DVD of it, there's this really great like making of documentary that his wife made. I've seen that. Yeah, that I love. Like, and it's like I love Shelley Duvall in a weird way. Yeah, I like her too. Such a little fucking whiny bitch. Yeah, like in that documentary, I'm just like fucking hell. Shut up. Just totally blown, right? Yeah, but like I like the scenes where Jack is, you know. They obviously were keeping it cold in that room because you could yeah. see like his breath and yeah. he's got his coat on and he's jumping up and down and he's doing all kinds of weird like yeah. And then he grabs the axe and starts chopping down the, the door again. That's great, man. God, that movie is just class. I like yeah. the I like the scene where they identify that, you know, Wendy and Jack are sitting in the lobby waiting for the boss to come down and they've got all their luggage in the background and Jack is reading a Playgirl magazine. <laughs> did you see that part? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's that whole a, thing. With all the, a, go ahead. And they and they, they they actually the guy the one guy who did the documentary on whether he was abused or not in whether you're supposed to believe that Danny was abused by his father. That scene, they take that little that little visual in the movie, and they blow it up to the point where they can they can get the exact issue of which Playgirl it was, and they 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 know for sure. And then there's a couple of articles on that particular episode or that particular issue of Playgirl about incest. It's like a sidebar. Uh, headline for an article oh you can God. read in the magazine. So it's it's crazy, dude. There's there's so much stuff in that movie that people are like paying attention to. Yeah, when that um, documentary was coming out, I was like, like give it to me right now. Like like <laughs> I was like I heard about it. I heard that it did awesome on the festival circuit. I was just waiting fucking for that to come out i was so excited yeah, and totally. then after i watched it i was like that was really fucking cool but some of these people are absolutely bonkers they're nuts yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's for sure man uh but anyway yeah but i i think we could take the beginning and the end and make that one thing and then the movie is another thing yeah, because we kind of scored it after we we stopped watching it. So yeah. So so what did you think? I mean, is is Top Sensation slash The Seducers a movie that you would go back to? Fuck yeah, I've gone back to it a bunch of times already. Like it's besides it being super sexy, it's fun. It's more fun to make fun of than it is like an awesome film but like i love it like i make fun of it it's good times yeah okay yeah i don't know like if i i mean it's not as highbrow as the stuff you normally like yeah no. no that's 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 not that's <laughs> not really that's not really that big of an issue for me though because i'll go back and watch um you know, cold-blooded beast, like we talked about before. Yeah. I love watching that film. Um, or even, you know, um, K-12, 
case of the bloody iris or uh, yeah or let's see eyeball like i you know i'm a new fan i'm a convert of eyeball but i'll go back and watch eyeball and uh black belly the tarantula although yeah. black belly the tarantula is pretty you know pretty well done film real quick did you end up getting that amok the new amok no no but i'm going to check out um cinema again or the uh i have to edit that out the place that we get the bootlegs from. Oh, <laughs> uh, naughty, naughty. Yeah. Uh, I have to check and see what, if that shows up. I, he, I'm i going to change the subject because I really want to. Um, I, I, have to I have to give a shout out to Sanders because he managed to watch 150 horror movies in the month of October. And fucking hell. And not only that, but he is always watching movies. And I know that he's hinted at the fact that he has some insomnia, I think. And that's part of the issue. But like, well, dude, check this out. When I was talking to him today, he said, I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I just watched um, Legend and Uncle Buck and Legend? something else. Legend? Yeah. Wait, Legend, Uncle Buck, Beetlejuice? No, I don't remember what the other movie was, he said. Ed Wood. Oh, is he, are you reading the stuff he watched I'm, today? I'm reading his post. Yeah, I'm reading his. Oh, my God. Them. And then he's like, and then I'm going to either do a Planet of the Apes or a Pink Panther marathon. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, either one is completely fucking awesome. Yeah, either one is great. Yeah. But he, um, yeah, he he's he's watch he's watching a lot of movies. I just you know, as yesterday, he's got space ball. Like he went through an '80s kind of comedy or '80s comedic um, adventure movie kind of theme. Flash Gordon, Spaceballs, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Sixteen Candles. Oh, um, Sixteen Candles. Yeah, that's a good one. Molly. Beverly Hills Cop Three. Ooh. Yeah, he really screwed the pooch there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just have to give him a shout out because he's uh, yeah he's always watching stuff, man. And honestly, like um, he reached out to me um, a while back, and I really appreciated it. So cool. Um, he's a cool fucker, man. Yeah, and I I I don't know too much about Sanders personally, but it seems to me like he used to live in New York and now he lives out West. So he's got a lot of uh, friends from uh, Manhattan or that area of the country. And now I think he's closer to uh, Oakland. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, one of our, one of our big fans, somebody who's always uh, up for listening to us jabber on and boy this week you certainly got your money's worth <laughs> it's like an hour maybe up to two hours worth of us talking without the movie and then another yeah. half with the movie going so yeah all right well um so until what, next time everybody oh, yeah, what, are we, what are we doing next are we doing this we're, we're not gonna do the commentary thing again we'll do um are we gonna do the night Evelyn came out of the grave. Oh yeah. Because Eric wanted to do that. Yeah. And he said he would join us. Yeah. Join us. That <laughs> join movie us. is so much fun. Oh, and then by the way, 
Um, do you know that uh, what's his name? Ray Lovelock died. Uh, name sounds familiar. He was in like um, Manchester Morgue and um, a bunch of like the Polizio Tesco and um, some of the spaghetti westerns. He's been in a okay. ton of shit, but um, yeah, he died. So that sucks. Okay, I'm looking at pictures of him, but okay, yeah, I see some some pictures of him when he was younger. When he's older, he looks like Bob Weir from The Grateful Dead. Yeah, he's kind of weird looking, but um, but yeah, he was a little heartthrob guy. Oh, okay. Oh, he's an almost human too. Fucking love that movie. I don't know that one. Oh, dude, you got to check that movie out with uh, my boy. What's his name? Uh, he just died, I think, too. God, I can't remember his name. Anyway, um, but yeah, that's a fucking romp, dude. Cool. So, so yeah, um, so Evelyn. Night Evelyn came out of the grave. We're going to do next, and we're going to have, or hopefully going to have a special guest join us for this, Mr. Eric Bergstrom, who oh my gosh. actually um, pioneered this this podcast with creep from the get-go yep i kind of had to twist his arm but not really not really it's so funny because i'm like hey i want to do a jalo show and uh friday the 13th show which one do you want to do he's like jalo i'm like all right (laughs) (laughs) right because the friday the 13th show would have what 10 episodes you'd be done Oh, no. Well, how we were doing it, we were going to do all the movies. We were going to do the TV show. We were going to do the comics. We were going to do the books. Mm. Um, but, yeah. I'm but glad that, you went with Jalo. That petered out after, like, the fourth episode. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but, yeah. Well, right on, man. So, we'll uh, do that. And, uh yeah. Listen, you uh, have a nice uh, Thanksgiving. We'll try oh, to get yeah. this. We'll try to get this in before the end of 2017. That's what she said. Oh, and for everybody out there who um, listened to all of this, uh, other than Sanders, because we know that you know he's going to definitely pay attention to all the stuff we're he talking. He probably about. already listened to it. Yeah, I didn't. What the hell he did it? It didn't. Yeah, however, it didn't say that anybody looked at the. Uh, the the live stream oh you should have posted it no i didn't want to okay (laughs) (laughs) all right i kind of want to edit it down a little bit at least so yeah you know we can so if i if i give you um two you can push you can push up part one and part two or something like that right yeah totally intro outro and film commentary okay yeah very good. Do you, do you want me to do the video thing? Uh, yeah. Can you? Do you know how to do that? Um, you can I run might it. Be able to. I, I don't know how through. I'm gonna get the Google Hangout. Oh, know. let me let me work on that because okay. it, it ultimately turns into a YouTube video, right? So there must be some downloader that can get me, you know, get the get me the video as a AVI or. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then you can import it into an edit to some sort of editing software. I could just do it in OBS. It'd be super easy. You can do that in OBS with with without without it being live. You can do it with pre-made yeah. videos. Oh wow! Yeah, you could. Um, it just depends on. The, you could do browser 
streams you could do um display captures mm. yeah cool all right well, well we'll work on that ladies and gentlemen and we'll we'll release it as a video we'll, we'll we will so what we're going to try to do is we're going to try to release the commentary track as an actual video podcast well we'll do a podcast version of the audio but if right. you want a video i could just put that up on the website i can make okay. a video and just put it up and it'll be like us in the corner talking about the film yeah and me going on mute and shoving doritos into my face <laughs> <laughs> how about that everybody awesome so, all right, okay. guys. So until next time, everybody, ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Yay.